And a very good evening. Welcome to the Duano Podcast, episode 12. And this will be now round, I think it's the fifth NRRL chat. Um, if you had asked me, I would have done five NRRL podcasts um, with everything that's happening with COVID at the moment. Um, I think that we're certainly running a marathon compared to what was put in front of us, even just um, this past couple of weeks or two with the borders and whatnot. We'll cover all that as well as the action that just took part um, this past Sunday, which was the restart of the two competitions in the green and gold comp, which is north and south respectively. And um, we'll see what lies ahead. Of course, we, we just had the opportunity to have a chat to none other than Morris Brothers' periodical son, Mitchell Krause. And I tell you what, you do not want to miss that. It is actually <laughs> quite, it's quite the interesting one. And with, it, we didn't expect anything less, but it, it was an absolute treat. And, um, and it's, it's, let's put it this way, Tuesdays are not exactly the most you know, entertaining night at the best of times, but he certainly made that the case. It's certainly the exception to the rule. Okay, so as always, we've got Nathan Cross, Mickey Coleman, and coming back after a week's absence after... Where did you go last week, Sure, After, what, some seven hours inland? I just went west, packed up the dirt bike, headed west, and uh, didn't have any... Shirked all my responsibilities for five days. It was fantastic. But really, you just didn't do any research to the podcast anyway. Is that what... That wasn't I didn't. I didn't have the internet bandwidth to be able to watch a huddle game. Okay. And then the last time you had anything to do with football was Rugby League Gold Coast as well. You you called your first game with Bar. Um, how, did, how was that yep. experience? Crumble and Burley, was it? Absolutely fantastic. Great uh, competition up there. They had players, managers handing me printed out uh, name lists of the teams <laughs> so I could read them. They helped me with pronunciation. They had a fantastic canteen. Great afternoon, high-quality football. Loved it. But, sure, the only problem was Burley was away. You wanted them at home, so you get the Pizzy Park um, platter, the pizza and the coffee and the cake and the... What else? What, what am I missing across? You've done Pizzy Park with me before. Well, mate, uh, last time you and I there, Nev, we had um, coffee on arrival and beers wow. at half time, I, I believe. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and pies. Yeah, they're pretty high-end up there. The Burley Bears take it pretty seriously. And the, they got those the team really- managers and the support staff were fantastic. And they had the, those Billy's pies as well, which are quite amazing as well. Uh, and they the little sausage right. party sausage rolls. Um, yeah, and the, the Marie's pizza. We haven't given too many plugs, but it was just, um, uh, as I said, we're we'll, on cop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we can't say that. Don't, don't say that. But, uh, but, you, but you'd think, though, with the borders, um, you know, they're, they're going to be sitting pretty. Um, um, and we're sort of uh, just picking up the scraps. And let's get into that. So... Um, I must iterate too, as we talk about that, as I just want to get on a serious note without getting too political. Um, um, as as we're all four of us have been and beyond, and you probably know even more that people are being affected by these border closures in some way or another, some serious more than others. But I just want to send a shout out to Chantel and Glenn, as you may have seen in the mainstream media. Um, they were the young couple from Casino who um, had a little bubs last Friday and mm. had respiratory issues and... Um, the poor bubs had to go to um, ICU in Brisbane and they were having some trouble getting up there. Um, so we say it time and time again in our calls here that at the end of the day, it's just football. Um, we've just got to iterate. There is some people who are doing even seriously tough. And so if they happen to be listening or anyone knows that they're listening here, everyone here at the Duane podcast, we are thinking of you. you, you you're right here and here in our hearts. And um, I'm hoping some common sense will prevail and then you mm. can um, 
you can be reunited with the bubs and um, we can all move on from it. Yeah, there's yeah, as sure we know, a lot, lot of good people in casino um, that listen into the podcast and uh, no doubt some of the, the rugby league community in the casino Cougars are connected in some way, shape or form to that family. So yeah, we do send our best regards there. I can't even imagine having two kids of my own, what, what that would be like in those very early days. It, it was just horrific. Mm. I know, it's just horrible. Yeah, on my trip west, I did spend the night out at casino and toured all the venues there and it's a fantastic place to be and it's affecting so many people and families this border lockout and this whole virus and it's killing people every day so it's tough times and football brings us a bit of light and a bit of hope and prosperity in this time so yeah shout outs to everyone doing it tough out there and mickey did you want to yeah um living living on the border at tweed it's um you know, it's it's really let's say affecting everyone. I, I just I just feel sorry for the local businesses. Hey, like it's mm. it's my ideal Friday night is going over the border and having dinner somewhere in yeah. Coolangatta or something like that. And we we we've not sneaking. Well, we're allowed to go, but it feels like you're almost doing something wrong when we do. But they just appreciate it so much, and they they um yeah, it, it just. I think once it's all done, hopefully it'll bring everyone together and closer, but as long as we can get out of it kind of um, as less scathed as possible. And then, mm. yeah. Um, and I think that's coming from a community and a rugby league point of view as well. So, and um, I just thought I would iterate that because as this is from me who I'm, I'm, I'm unable to see my partner who lives at runaway Bay and, um, and it's been hard. And like, even when the first border closure was, she was coming here um, every weekend for four months. And so, we talk about that when, and we, we talk about football and we wanted to continue, but I thought that would, that was one that really broke my heart over the last couple of days. And um, I just hope strength and love to mm. everyone that's affected with these borders. We will get through this. Uh, certainly we'll get through this because let's just stay safe. Everything will sort itself out and I hope some common sense will prevail. Um, and just that's, that's all we'll say about that. Um, when it comes to the actual football side of things, the Northern Rivers, rugby league competition with um, the Northern and the Southern Conference. Um, it was just decided this last day or two that the, the comp is going to continue under the formats of Northern, Northern Southern Conference. Um, and the finals, there will be a final series. It will be kept in the North and South Conference. It will be, um, so it will be, I, I don't, I can't remember the nitty gritty details, but I think it's sort of like, well, I, to, to go in, I'll go into this a bit more further, um, but it's also worth iterating that Byron Bay, um, their A-graders have pulled the pin for the year. We'll go into that in a bit more detail later on. So they will now have a six-round competition as opposed to eight. So, uh, And in the, in the gold competition, the southern competition, um, that is unaffected. They'll still have the whole eight. So the northern competition will have a three-week um, They'll have a three-week final series. Uh, and the, the, I'm trying to – there's so many numbers and weekends and stuff that I've got to remember in my head here. But um, but in the Southern competition, there'll be a two-week final series. So I'll, I'll, I'll get all the details up and I'll bring it up towards the end and then, we'll, then I'll tell you what all that means. But there's going to basically be uh, a Northern Conference grand final um, on the October the 11th. 
And then on the 18th, which is going to be the original grand final, that will be the Southern Conference grand final. Not ideal. Probably on the surface might be a little bit watered down, but thankfully it's better than nothing. We have no choice with the uncertainty with the borders and we at least gives the, the players something to play for. Mm. Bloody uh, oath. And not just to the players. I, I was at Mullumbimby Leagues Club on Sunday afternoon watching them go up against Ballina. And, and I spoke to a couple, they had a dedicated sponsors and, and members uh, section for everyone. And I spoke to someone up there, a good mate, Glenn Crusher Abbott. And he said, mate, I was on suicide watch a couple of weeks ago when everything got shut down. This is part of my community and who I am. And I like coming out and supporting my team and being part of the club. And if I don't have any of this on, it, it's a real struggle for me. It's a big social aspect of my life. And congrats to the NRRL for pushing ahead through, uh, through all of this and putting sport on, getting the community to get together. Big, big ups to that. Mm. Yeah, Crossy, did you want to, um, so um, you you and Mick, you probably have a bit more to do on the Northern side. So from a Northern perspective, how does that um, um, blend in with you guys? I think um, Mickey, probably better to comment than me, but I think, going back to your point, Nev, I think that there's four teams in the Northern Conference now. I think it's one will play four, two will play three in those semifinals and with the highest ranking winner to host it. Mickey, would yeah. I be correct in saying that? Uh, sorry, Crossy. Um, I've got the details here and I can iterate. So on the Northern Comp, weekend one, three will play four on the Saturday. Loser will be out. First will play second. Right. With first the host. Winner will weekend off and we'll, and we'll go straight at through and host the grand final weekend. Number two on the 4th of October. Winner of three versus four. We will play the winner in the grand final. Obviously, the loser will be out. Uh, yep. Loser of first and second will host. Um, so that's sort of how it um, iterates. And then you have the grand final yes. um, on the 11th. In the Southern Conference, Southern Conference week, there's only two weekends. So it's um, two versus three. Mm. Two will host. Obviously, winner goes straight through the grand final. First will play fourth. First will host. And then that's all pretty well explanatory. But Mickey, sorry to chop butt in there. Um, so what did you want to add on the, now that you know the details on the finals? Yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm one of the biggest supporters of there being a competition this year. I didn't want him to just pull the plug um, from the get-go. And it, it has changed up a little bit. But I just, like uh, from, I guess, being a bit more on the inside, being on the board at Balambal, I think with this now, it, officially puts a little asterisk next to the 2020 competition. Um, I just think if you can't play every team in the competition, if there's going to be two separate, let's finals, let's call them. Um, it's just, I, I would have lo you know, loved to see our Blamble going against, um, you know, Lismore and those kind of teams down that way a bit more. Um, and unfortunately for the Northern competition, well, not unfortunately, but it's going to get a bit stale when we just play Tweed Coast, mm. Kudjan, Merbar, Tweed Coast, Kudjan, Merbar. And it's, it's almost like it's an eight weeks final series now instead yeah. of a, a five and three because we're playing for position from the get-go and everyone's going to want to um, host a grand final and yeah. top four make it, and top four teams. So it's it's still good. We're playing for something. Um, we, we've been loving the, the the local derbies and the crowds and stuff at Balamba. That's the main reason why we wanted to come into the Northern competition. Mm -hmm. But it, it is just, it's, it's, it's 
almost, let's call it impossible to play those Southern teams given the um, circumstances. Yeah. But it's a shame that we're going to have to wait another year to play the casinos, the Lismores and all the yeah. Uniteds. Yeah. Um, and Byron Bay's even. So. Yeah. And so, um, mm. must it also iterate too, the crowd cap will be still at 500 at this stage. Um, that's um, looking like it's going to be the um, best case scenario. And then, um, and, I, and I want to iterate too, Mickey, that um, my idea it would have been is to sort of have that final series in a conference like they do in the, like the NBA or like in the NFL and whatnot, and then have the best two, but played at Seagulls. And when I mean Seagulls, I mean Tweed Seagulls at Pickabean. So as a neutral ground. Um, but I can totally understand why this has come to this. And as I said, uh, some sort of a final series is better than none. And some competition for me is better than none. And um, hopefully now with all that in place, we can move ahead and finally get this season in the books. Even if it does have an asterisk on it, I don't think that's an issue. I, I, I'm with you, Mickey. It's just important that we play, get it through and, and gear up for next year. And, and being creative and changing the comp and moving all around and the players moving, it's good. It's, you know, it's like a training practice. It's good. It's good work to put in and come out stronger. You're going to learn a lot from it. And, in a hundred years' time, when we have another pandemic, we know what to do. <laughs> oh, jeez! Uh, you full of analogies, Shory. I mean, a hundred years from now, jeez, years. Um, well, Spanish so, flu is in twenty nine, I think, to eighty okay. years, maybe. Anyway, yeah. so as as I said, the latest casualty of this um, whole COVID thing that we're dealing with, and um, it's and they were basically from the, on the back foot from the get go, considering they are by law outside of the Queensland bubble, but also probably the most affected. They probably have more players from, you know, in in Queensland, if not um, um, from the Tweed, is Byron Bay. As I made mention there, they've had to pull the pin um, on the A-grade competition this year, and but they still are keeping on board with their 18s now. I must iterate, though, um, I've said time and time again, and I've said it privately, that um, you, you can't win a... I mean, you're going to find it very hard to win a competition without um, having a, at least three quarters of your juniors or your your regulars who 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 you mates with. I said that in a podcast a few weeks ago, and I think for Byron, um, it's it's for me like I've seen it over the years that, um, and it's taken this now to maybe realise. Well, look, we can't just rely on picking the best player from best players that can't make the Gold Coast League. The best player. Um, who, who's one of the best players that's strapped on the NRL. Like, I mean, with Carney, I, I, you know, obviously you'd have him there next year in a leadership role. But um, they've got all these young under-18s, under-16s from the Ballon Lennox juniors, even 15s who are playing in the finals. Now, they must they had a hard time of it um, some four or five years ago. They didn't have those juniors, but now they do. And, um, and which is it, probably even more imperative that they're playing, I think, under Mullumbimby under Banner for this year for the 18s and um, I would like to see um, now that I've seen they've done it with Kudjan and who was the other one there? Uh, who was the other one that um, bled a lot of juniors lately? Um, I know it was Kudjan. I'm covering their last couple of games, but um, I'll try and remember who, but anyways, um, I think next year's got to be their year where they got to go back to base. Cause you look at the, the last Amount of times that the um, the team that's won the NRL competition or the all the times that Ballon have won it, 
Tweed Coast, Moorlambar, even Grafton in that time when they're in the comp, what do they all have in common? They all have players that have been loyal to their club for many a year. They've all, most of them have been juniors. And when Byron went out under your watch, Crossy, a lot of them are juniors. They're all, you know, went to, you know, went to high school together. They all, you know, jumped in the, in the same car, went to surf. They went to hardcore shows together when the Byron hardcore scene was around. I, I, I knew a good swag of them, swag of those boys from the 08 um, year. But it's, um, I think if Byron, if this is not the wake-up call for them next year to finally just overhaul their squad, get some of these juniors in, and that, look, I'm not saying that they won't win it next year, but going forward, they must make that change next year. Thoughts? Mate, I'll be well, devil's advocate here. I reckon under the rules, if COVID didn't come in, Carney had last year to set it up. He brought in a lot of guns this year and they were vying for top two. They could have been in the grand final. And at the same time, they are fostering a really good under-18s team, which is proving themselves very strong this year. So it's all good in hindsight, but maybe it was a good plan until COVID came in and no one knew COVID came in, so couldn't see it. But, but it uh, could have been a plan, but it's not. But I agree with you, but... I but think Shory, there's two. Look back at it. There's but there's there's two things I'm going to counter on that. The first thing is their their points, the salary cap points point system. Um, once they put Carney in and like Batiste and whatnot who aren't juniors, they they they're struggling to to even field anyone else. And the second thing is is they might have a great one to seventeen first pick, but they had no one. They had a few injuries last year, like Carney was one of them, and a few other boys, and they just struggled to get anyone else to, to come in and they, they just didn't have the experienced players where they need them. So this is now their chance to say, right, okay, we're in this position now, no fault of our own um, with COVID and whatnot, but now is the time to go, right, we've got these 18s, let's give them the experience and then just go with it. It might mean that they might sacrifice a competition next year, but when come 2022 comes around, I think they, they might have something special. Crossy, what do you, what's your take? Oh, man, I could talk to you blokes all night about this topic. This, this is a real tough one. Um, Nev, you alluded to 2008 when we last won the comp. Well, last time Byron Bay won the comp. Mate, of our 18, so you can play 17 guys and our 18th man included, I had 14 local juniors in that team. Um, now, not all, of them, not all of them lived in town. Uh, some had moved away, as we all know, or especially about the three of us. Employment opportunities in Byron Bay are limited, so we know that it's That's natural true. that yep. people That's people move away. Now, when I coached uh, coached the Bay in 09, I went away and did a bit of coaching with the Titans. And then when I came back in recent years, mate, there was there was basically a gap in each year. They had a sixes, but they didn't have a sevens. They had an eights, didn't have a nines. There was then there's this big gap. Like there's they're not like a lot of country clubs that have juniors all the way through. You know, so you do have times where you've got to rely on guys from the outside in because you've got no juniors coming through. Um, from what I can see, Todd Carney's done a great job yeah. in relation to the last couple of years harvesting and nurturing those guys. And I think the, the fruits of their labour will be next year uh, with a sprinkling of those, some of those senior guys. And, and, and we spoke to Krause, and he, he coached a couple of those 18s boys last year that are now starting to come through and play an A grade. But the mm. key is, and Carney will know this better than anyone, getting that balance right. And I've spoken about it a lot. 
sprinkling of senior guys, sprinkling of junior guys, yeah. and some middle of the road toilers, you know. Well, look, and I'm not, I'm not saying that's got to be one to seventeen like locals, but at the same time, and it, and I guess you need someone like a Todd Carney to attract these younger boys coming up, because the their nearest competition is Lennox Head Trojans Rugby, where Byron mm. and Lennox are, are joint at the hip, and and I've yep. and that's actually a fact. But by, by that time, just after I think it was like 2011, 12, that a lot of those boys are either playing rugby for 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 Byron. Lennox, or even another thing, they're playing for Byron Bay FC in the soccer, you know, yeah. as well. So they're competing. And Byron FC were winning titles or getting into grand finals as well in multiple mm. grades. So players want to win as well, even if it's not at rugby league. But, uh, Mickey, um, what's your take on, on all of the above? I, um, I've kind of stayed away from any player recruitment or coaching side of rugby league in general, because I feel like I'd be obsessed with it if I got into it. And yeah. Crossy mentioned about doing his coaching course tomorrow night. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if I can sit in on that. But if I, I won't, because if I do, I'm, I'm going to be right there. But um, I, I don't know. My experience is, um, and this come back from freaking 2008 when I was playing rugby union in Port Douglas and we had a bit of a, there was a rugby union side and a local rugby league side, the Mossman Sharks. Yeah. And, um, they kind of had a falling out, and the, the they said, "Do we want the do we want, do we want the league players to come and play in our union team for the year?" And we were like, "Mate, we will take anyone we could possibly get. Like, let's just roll the dice, see what happens. Let's get as many people to the club as we can." Um, and we ended up winning the premiership that year because we we just said, "Yep, let's do it." But the next couple of years we did struggle. But mate, I'm gonna remember 2008 Port Douglas refrain yeah. premiership for the rest of my life. So. <laughs> well, well, 2008 was a special year in rugby league. You can you could talk to the bloke in the top left hand corner there all about it too. <laughs> mm, but anyway, good time. yeah, good year. <laughs> and and you and you know what? Um, well, Marty was actually up there playing for the Atherton Roosters at the well, time. That's true. I read that in his and book. Oh, Sharks was in that same comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, so. but anyways, um, like uh, we we couple we cop some banter from uh, a bit further south about um this being a Byron podcast. Now that they're out, so there's that's pretty much all the Byron done for the rest of the season. Done. That's unless it. unless we get Todd Carney on or something, you know, um, or you might be able to manage something there. <laughs> let's talk about someone else. Okay. Yep. All right. So let's get let's cover what was uh, before we do. Um, I just want to give a bit of a shout out to, and this will be more so for people who are outside of the bubble because um, um, the markets are just starting. I'm sure I could probably iterate with this too. Um, the markets are just starting to come back up, um, you know, post COVID. And um, so sure you've got your passion fruit um, selling that up in Queensland, but you're also selling at Bangalore on Sunday as well, I believe. That's correct. Get down to Bangalore uh, Artisanal Crafts Market and you might be able to pick up a hornery... Uh, what's the ad read? I don't have the ad read in front of me. Okay, so that's... Um, Here it is. Okay, so if you're... So you take a look at that. That is beautiful. So, Shory, tell us a bit about that. So that's like some literal... That's Nuri Bar finest um, timber in, in their, well, that Cliffy Lines... Um, uh, card holder there that is the finest Nuribar timber you'll find and our mate andrew hornery is custom building card frames so he can source any cards you'd like or anything you like and he'll make you a a picture frame around it and he has a lot of fine woodworking skills and at a very reasonable price and so if you want to find him head down to the bangalore shannon or byron bay craft markets 
Okay. What, what is this becoming? Are we are we selling marketing <laughs> space or what? Yeah, well, you'll get a thousand dollars in your bank account tonight. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Crossy, the checks in the mail. But I also want to show you, and so this is so this is legit handmade stuff here. So so take a look at that. So that it's that's fresh as of tonight. Don't mind you, that's fresh on his wow. bench. So these are all passion fruit posts. And so get down to the local market or contact us at the Duano podcast for your local picture frame. So, yeah, so, so, so basically if you, if you got like a, you know, like biscuit tins full of um, old footy cards and you want to, and got some special ones, you want to hang them up there and get to the Bangalore markets. And that's unless of, of course you live in the tweed shore and you got to work on the Gold Coast and then you might have to get them shipped up. Uh, so um, we yeah, can we provide don't free shipping. Uh, yeah, we can't have any border breaches. Um, but yeah, if you're in the Southern Shire, do yourself a favour, go to the Bangalore markets and sample some of Shorey's finest passion fruit at the same time. Okay, so that's the plugs. Let's get into the serious stuff. So that what was it? Round one of um, round one of the first round of the split competition. We'll cover the first. Well, actually, I'll throw this one straight to you, Mickey. It was Balamble v Tweed. I didn't get a chance to look at this game. It was a close one. So. The two Northern Conference games were quite contests. The two Southern games were a little bit uh, one-sided. But um, it's basically the mic is because we haven't had a chance to watch it because it hasn't come up to, onto our huddle um, pod. Yeah, just yep. I just saw it there and 25 minutes ago it came up. But in case it was yep. – I know like the whole competition's had – um, you know, less preparation than they would have liked and it's stopping starting and everyone's affected in every club. But – I think one of the main things that got Belamble on the weekend is we thought we had the, the buy for the week. Um, yeah. and we trained on Tuesday night, like we had the buy for the week. And then after training, it was official that rounds one and two had been swapped. And we talked about it on Wednesday night. And even you guys mm. didn't know that the rounds one and two had been swapped. Yeah. And safe to say, um, coach Craig Rolls was less than happy about that. Cause we just spent Tuesday night thinking we had a buy licking our wounds from the Cudgeon loss. And we we're just going to heal up for the weekend. And then it turns out, Oh, we don't have the buy. We've actually got probably the biggest calendar event uh, for Belamble Jets, which was the Justin Cullen Cup. And we chucked in the, the Rubes MVP award as well. So it went from not playing to playing the biggest game of the year with only one serious training session under on Thursday. And um, yeah, just, it was, it was, man, it was a tough game. And mm. um, Belamble were flawless for the first eight minutes. I think they had about three or four repeat sets before, Tweet goes to even touch the ball. And then um, a grubber through Linda McGrady was playing at fullback. Their first touch of the ball slices through, runs the length of the field and scores. And just, um, it was just going to be one of those games. And it was, uh, it was tit for tat. It was back and forth. Ended up being 16 nil. I uh, sorry, 16 all with about 10 minutes left. And we had a, um, an under 18s player debut for, for a grade. He, he started at front row, big Noah Johansson. We've nicknamed him Nojo. And he had a fantastic, oh. um, Fantastic debut, and he, and he played really well. And um, yeah, we just unfortunately yeah. lost by two points in the end. One penalty goal which separated it. So no, you handsome. He's an absolute beast. I've said I've ca- called some of his mm. games when playing for Northern Rivers Titans in the Laurie Daly Gup competition. But Crossy, I hear you were licking your lips when you heard that. So can you <laughs> want to um, iterate a bit further? Yeah, well, well, he's another one of these young kids that we'll, we'll speak about out of that Coogee game. Young Noah coming through the Titan system. So. Good to see a few of these young boys starting to actually cut their teeth in first grade and um, really starting to progress through. Yeah, definitely. I think if one silver lining for this whole COVID thing is, you know, there's no downside to playing these young kids, giving them a taste of first grade. And, mate, he got our players player, uh, Big Noah. He played amazing. He, he's, he had the first 
friggin' hit up of the game um, off the back fence. And um, yeah, he, he played fantastic. So let's hope um, get a few more games under his belt. Even his brother Tim played off the bench last week, so it's good. And I and I'm just seeing, um, just having a look at when you guys had on your side. You had Alex Fitz, who normally plays in the halves. He he's um, played fullback. And you had Harry Fitz yeah. starting as well in half. So how did that, um, the adjustment there go? Well, un- unfortunately, uh, well, only for Alex's sake, is he doesn't think he's a fullback or he just doesn't <laughs> want to play fullback. But he's, he's an amazing fullback. And a couple of seasons ago when he was at the Lamble, he was fullback or, or centre. And he was our best player. Um, but he just, uh, I think he really wants to to be in that hooker or, or halfback kind of role. But um, yeah, he may... He, he was fantastic at fullback. Um, but, yeah, I guess some players just want to play where they want to play. You can put him, put him anywhere on the field. You can put him in front row if you wanted to, and, he, and he'll, be, he'll work it out and he'll play smart. But um, uh, like it was watching Tweed Coast Raiders when they played McGrady at fullback. You need that kind of other speedy person at the fullback there to kind of match his pace. Uh, the the Tweed Coast Raiders, they, they played a pretty um, faultless game as well, and they just uh, running through the – middle of the forwards and then, and then Drew Lanston played five, eight and he just, you know, he, same player, same thing, put him anywhere on the field. He's not going to let you down. And, and that was like their whole team was just like that too. Don Murray, I don't know where you start to tackle him. He's just in <laughs> a bit of an insane player. And um, yeah, Dan Willoughby, big shout out to him. He got the, um, the inaugural Rubes MVP award for man of the match. So uh, it was, it was very, very close game of, I think momentum wise, we thought, Belamba were going to get him in the last um, five, 10 minutes and yeah, come down to a penalty goal. So uh, it was, it was a great, um, great first game. And yeah, it was real good plan for the, the Cullen Cup and the Rubes MVP award. So it was a good day. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So the other game in the Northern conference was um, the one that we covered cross your arm up at Ned Oval between Kudjan and Moolambar. And that was probably on paper, the game of the round. Um, both teams, as I made mention at the start of the call there, that um, even though Kudjan had the, um, that good win against Blamble the week before, they were both um, uh, counting their lucky stars that they got the reset button on the table, got reset back to zero. Uh, as Moolambar got off to a fast start, as they did, as unusually have been doing, especially with that game against Blamble. Um, but then I just had that inkling. I had the inkling after watching, it was the first time covering Moolambar this year that I thought, despite the fact they were crossy, that they were telling the nil up in front, I also remembered how Kudjan went once to Thomas Weaver came onto the field, and I knew the points were going to come. And um, boy, didn't they come in drives, and um, including in an unlikely source, um, um, like no, no disrespect, but to Tim James, where he just <laughs> had about half, half the Ford pack of the Mullenbar Mustangs just basically push him over the line. But, um, but yeah, Thomas Weir was in fine form, kicked some pretty amazing goals. And, of course, uh, we both are in agreements. Once again, Jalen DeGroote had another well, scored one and assisted one. And it was basically just a mirror image how they beat Lamble. They just played an amazing third quarter. Um, more so like the end of the second quarter in the third quarter. Again, they were down at half time, But they just ran away with it in the third quarter and just choked, um, took Wollenbar, um out of the contest. Yeah, well, the uh, young Jalen DeGruyte blew that the game wide open at the start of the fourth quarter. Now, didn't he? he scored that beautiful individual try straight through the middle. And um, actually, I was speaking to his school coach tonight, Brad Davis, uh, PBC High School. They got their big game tomorrow night against Cooper Park High. Um, 
in the uh, the Queensland Schools comp. And um, yeah, he asked me how he went because he's he's actually in doubt for that game with a with a knee injury. Now, if you remember, he actually hurt his knee. He went to the wing for a period, and then he actually went back to fullback. Really? He finished the game. It was mm. yeah, it was heavily strapped, but he finished the game well, and he actually. Yeah. Like I said, help them get home in the end. But yeah, he's in doubt tomorrow. So, um, Mr. Davis at uh, PVC, not overly happy mm. missing there. But he, <laughs> he will, of course, have um, uh, Tommy Weaver and, and Parker Bryant, who we both gave raps to on the weekend. And then, um, that, um, sorry, Crossy, but also um, Benjamin Benno Gorman had quite, uh, I think he scored a couple of tries as well um, to he memory. Did. Yeah, he did. And, um, and um, I think uh, I think Moolumbar also they were like they had no Jack Bishop and they also Liam Cusack who was their top try scorer um, from last year um, by a pretty probably some margin I must say he scored mm. twenty five last year and he had that uh, niggling leg injury during the game he still scored you know a deuce for his troubles as well as Dylan Smith and Bailey Crompton amongst try scorers and um, Jackson Rohita was also. Um, one of the other, so five tries to fall. Um, Jackson Rahir was the other try scorer. Ben O'Gorman with two. Jalen DeGroote and Thomas Weaver um, slotting over four goals. Shory, did you catch any of the game on the stream at all? No, Dwayne, as per policy, I, I did not. As per, as per policy? Yeah. Which yeah, policy is that? Too much. The zero homework policy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. So you were just studying. It. <laughs> no, I went and watched a mile. I didn't catch that game. I'm so, sure so, you guys. So, so in other words, were you just studying whether to eat um, potato um, potato chips with gravy or um, sweet potato chips and gravy with a stone and wood? Was that was that um, your decision for the Sunday night? Not to watch the stream. Correct. When we get to the canteen roundup, I'll have a lot more to offer. Mickey, did you catch that um, game at all? Yeah, I was watching a little bit of as Balamba were playing. I did see that Tim James try and like, <laughs> good on him. But he had no right to score that try. Um, and also just a, a big shout out to my good friend, Josh Sleeber, big bullfrog, sizzling Sleeber. 150 games and, uh, you know, believe it or not, I actually played with him in his first game at Cudgeon. Would have been about, what, 15 years ago now or something like that. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so the, it, was, it was pretty cool. And we th- I thought we had the bye as well. And I go, yes, I'll come down. I'll celebrate with them. But they um, they got the win. They got a cool jersey presentation from his his dad, um, big Johnny Sleeper, who was also a pretty good footy player back in the day, they tell me. So, um, you know, and that's the, just playing rugby league for those kind of moments, you know, Josh getting his 150th game at Belembe. We played for the Cullen Cup. So it's it's more than rugby league. It's more than footy. And, yeah, it's good that we're, we're still – you know, let's not call it persisting, but we're playing and we're we're making it a bit more than just you know why are these guys just playing footy for footy because it's it's a bit more than that. So yeah. And um, I must iterate. So so um, probably on the upside too, if hopefully Jalen DeGroote's not too badly injured because well, in Kudjan's sake, they were supposed to play Byron as I may mention that they'll have the buy as a result of Byron not being able to field a team for the rest of the year. Uh, so looking at the Northern Conference now, so that puts Kudjan and Tweed. I think Kudjan now will be on top with Tweed and then um, on four and against by not by much. And then um, we'll go through round two after we cover the Southern Conference, which we will do right now. But Okay, so as we move on to the Southern Conference and um, so we had Mullen Mibby versus Ballina. Sorry, this was a game that you were um, graced your... Your your grey locks too, uh, in the corporate box. Um, there we go. He's giving the <laughs> Mullen Farmers Market a bit of a shameless plug. He's been doing it all night. So, um, 
But um, in all seriousness, though, 42 to 4, Bowen are doing the business. And I said as in last week, I think, um, uh, as I said, they've missed out on a few of the Intrust Super Cup players and the Queensland Bass players. But I think that's probably been a blessing in disguise, as I said last week, as they're, they're putting up some big scores again. Um, Oliver Regan was on the scoring sheet, um, seven goals, as well as a try of his own. Dwayne Anderson, Matt Connor, and Luke Simpson scoring. I think he scored four tries. He Who's that. number four for Ballina? Luke, Sim- Luke Simpson. That's who, oh, that's my him. God, he's good. And he is so fast. <laughs> and, and you don't normally see a centre wearing headgear. I love it. I want to know is if Reese Rich is watching this, if someone from Ballina can write me um, a message, is he always used to wear a headgear up until about two games ago. And now he's let the, the beach locks out. So um, if um, anyone from Ballina is watching, want to let us know why he's no longer wearing a headgear. We, we, we love knowing all this use, um, useful information. So um, Darcy L was the, the lone try scorer for Mullum. He, and you wouldn't think Mullum played all that bad though, Shory, even though they didn't get that, that one try, didn't come until like the 78th minute. Yeah, mate, they didn't. Until quarter time, it was anybody's game. Yeah, it was equal equal ball possession, and Mullen were peppering their line, and they looked right in it. I was I was lucky enough to be up in the grandstand uh, in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. There, there was a lot of hope that potentially this could be the upset of the round, and yet twenty minutes into it, they could have been, but then they just got walked over. With some relatively soft tries, but Mullen were in it for that first for that first twenty minutes, and they held their head strong. Yeah, but unfortunately, sure, and we say this time and time again. I mean, unfortunately for your opposition of Ballina, that we say this time and time again, they make you think you're in it, and they do it every time, and then they just as you you, you went on the podcast last week, but when we spoke to Oliver Regan, he said. We're unsure what mom's going to bring of what he mentioned. And um, that's just because they're going to, that, what's what they do. They play textbook football and they make by making the team play, show their best. Because everyone, um, and Mitchell Krause will probably, and in the chat that we have with him, which you'll see at the end of this podcast, is everyone wants to try and play like Ballina. But then when Ballina says, right, this is what it, what it is, that's when they, they bring their... Um, their A game. So it's sort of like, you know, letting teams play themselves out of the game after the first quarter. And then they just, like, as I said, it's like textbook, textbook football that Ballina put on. And, and, what, um, and what Mullum did do, they tried to get under Ballina's skin because it was really physical. I did see that. It was heavy a contact game. And they were rallying up and they were elbows after the tackles and there were scuffle, there were scuffles throughout the whole game. And I think they might've tried to get under Ballina's skin there, but and, and, as maybe a tactic, and someone did get sent for 10. And I was just in the little pause we had there. I was looking at the Ballina Seagulls um, Instagram feed. And he's a comedian whoever's doing that. So go check out Ballina, Ballina Seagulls Instagram feed. And then um, also, um, and this is probably another way, like more on a football sense, um, how Ballina got under their skin was Mullen were peppering their line. As he said, it was a close contest in the first quarter or so. But then when... Um, Mullen looked like they're about to get their own try to try and level it up. I think it was what twelve nil at this point. Luke Simpson, one of his four try scores and intercept runs ninety five meters the other end. Mm. So, um, like Mullen, like as I said, the general play didn't really reflect the score after seeing it. Um, and was it yesterday forty two four? And um, yeah. So did uh, Mickey Crossy? Did you guys catch any of that game at all, Mullen Balna? I uh, I just watched the the highlights um, in fast motion stuff, and I was gonna I was gonna make mention of it. It looked like it was a um, a fiery, aggressive sort of game. There was a lot of um, 
group hugs and things going on. I did see um, the player get sent for 10. Uh, but, but yeah, it's uh, you just got to be, I guess, flawless when you got to play Ballina. Um, it's it's good to hear that Darcyo scored a try. He's actually an ex Jet player, and he's a really good is good everyone... kid. He's a cool person, and hey, you'd be surprised at how many ex Jets players there are. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, is everyone so... know I was an ex Jets player. I probably would have played him as a junior. No, mate, he was. He Darcy's famous in the valley actually because he was thinking <laughs> it was a 2017 under 19 grand final. He kicked a winning goal from the sideline after the siren to to win the under 19s for us. So yeah. If there's any way we can get him back down to the valley, if the bubble, you know, restrictions <laughs> or anything like that, you know, uh, we're, we're open. Crossy, anything <laughs> you want to add, Mullen Ballina? No, the only thing I want to say is if um, if I had hair like Reese Richards, I wouldn't wear headgear either. I'd have those, <laughs> those blonde locks out. Yeah. And uh, and just on Luke Simpson, boys, he is a good player. Um, he's been around a while. He's out of the Brett Kelly or Clarence Kelly type mould. He's a, he's a game winner. And the fact they've lost those four or five guys through the COVID period, uh, to bring in someone like Luke Simpson, that's um, that's some real attacking power for them. So, good pickup for the Seagulls. Okay, so now moving along, um, it was um, one of the rematches from the first round, as was in the um, the false start that we had, um, Casino and Morris Brothers, and um, it was a vastly different game this time around, though. Um, that one, Casino Morris is Crossy. You watched this one as well. Um, yep. on film and it was basically we, we remember when we talked in a couple of couple of weeks ago in one of the podcasts where Casino basically had it all but one um, but this time around it was it, it was, I'll tell you what though like it, it for the first little bit didn't reflect the score mm. Casino scored the first try but 52-16 I think it's just the writing's been in and I've said this in numerous podcasts um, previous uh, I don't know if they're lacking leadership with Roy Bell's departure or the fact that is they're just, I mean, I, I know I said in the last few weeks that some of these 16 year olds coming up um, and they're only used to playing 30 minute halves. But I think that kind of an argument against that is like looking at how could the Kujin boys have played in the last week or two, but mm. because like something that just like, I'm thinking more it's now starting to lead towards the leadership thing, not having Roy Bell. And I think, as I said, you look at that preliminary final. Well, they were 15 minutes away from a grand final against Bar. They should have won that. Mm. They should have won that game against Morris the first time around. And then, and this was a bit of a contest. And it just looked like the body language. I read a lot of body language when, like when a try has been scored. And just see if you can iterate here. Like they weren't standing up behind the goalpost talking. They were sitting down. They were like, hands on heads, like, what are we going to do? And I still think they were in a, like, Maris played great, but they didn't, I mean, like, Azai McKenzie scoring two tries, even Mumford scoring four, Jacob Font scoring a deuce himself. They still had something to play for, but they just, I, I think it was probably a bit of the fact that they were gassed, but it was also, it was just, you know, the structure's not there. Yeah, mate, they, you're right. You, you've made some really good points there. I mean, they, they are lacking some leadership. That, that first try they scored, mate, that was an outstanding set play. Oh, like that's, yeah, down that right edge, it was a great try. And then, like, I made a few notes and, and stuff through that game. And But to basically to summarise it for mine, boys, is there's the, the gap between Casino's best footy and their worst footy is miles too big. You know, some of their top footy is really good. It's of high class. Um, but they let themselves down. They leaked a couple of really soft tries through the middle. Um, coach Jason Ouchen, you know, wouldn't be happy with those at all. But they probably, in the past, Nev, and, and to come to your point, 
when things got a bit tough or the game was on the line, they probably looked to a, a Roy Bell or a Trevor Bolt to sort of get them out of trouble. But mm. those guys aren't there. But just to give a couple of guys some raps, you know, I thought Nick Morrissey, you know, the, the front row who's been there the last few years, he tried really hard. I thought Chad Taylor just never stopped trying all day. And um, I actually liked the move of Noah King to 5'8". Um, yeah. He brings a little footy. He's a real footballer. We know he's from a great footballing family. So I thought that was good, but they, they just <laughs> need to... Uh, those lapses in concentration are, are costing him. Yeah, and just to iterate, um, you said mentioned Noah King. He made a, many decent line breaks. He made like three off the top of my head. He just he had a blinding game. He's all he's probably one of their best players, and I just think they just need a bit of like because like I just think combine that with the fact that Maris probably maybe learnt from last time a bit, and um, Mitchy Kress will probably tell you a bit like it, for the first time around they played on really muddy patches. Tom was a dry patch. Morris could play the players like they were intending to, and they were just thinking, well, like we, because in that first, the first go around, Morris basically could have put a score like like that just in the fourth quarter alone with the amount of opportunities mm. they had. This time they did it because they know, they know that, well, look, these casino boys are probably, as you said, missing a Roy Bell, some of them in leadership. Like when the chips are down, it's sort of like the Brisbane Broncos at the moment. Like they just. Like, not having some, like, just think, look, we're still in this contest. Let's get us out. Like, something like Belamble yeah. pulled, you know, when they're all 36-22 down. I just feel that um, going into next year, maybe if Casino can pull up, like, they might have to go um, foreign to get it. But maybe something like, you know, someone like a Roy Bell or um, someone from that mould to just... Give 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 the boys a bit of a lift because they've got some great players there. Let's let's not I'm not, like let's not just beat around. Well, they got some. They got and the major like a good swag of these players are playing up Titans under twenty threes for Northern Rivers mm. and they and like Nick Morrissey and all those boys and um, Petty the the hooker he he's yes. versatile. He's so versatile. Yep. They've got the yeah, players and just, at the at lock. Yeah, but and you just made mention Crossy like um, when we were talking about the Byron setup. Um, and you're spot on there too. It's like they've got so many young boys, and I remember you telling me that Nat, when we called that final against um, was against the Mustangs. And I, when I knew that Roy Bell got sent off in that game, I thought this is not going to end well for that. They, as I said, 15 minutes away from a dance against Ballon at Kingswood Smith Park, it was theirs. And um, and I just think when I heard Roy Bell moved on elsewhere, I just feel well this. I thought this was going to be the way it's going. Unfortunately, it's the case. But hopefully, these boys stay together. They get some leadership, and they'll be right. And um, because yep. they've got some great players there, and I hope they all stay. Shory, did you catch any of that um, contest, Casino Maris? Of course not. No. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got a. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. My, I think I think you need another week to think about it, Shory. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, uh, no, I didn't. Well, hey, at least want you want to think about that for a little minute. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you won't be able to go back to that casino, um, certain hotel and casino. No, I, I did. Uh, I did go to casino and make a lot of friends in casino. You probably won't have um, many more after that that effort, buddy. <laughs> oh no, I would. I, I I rode past the um, casino leagues club and um, paid homage, but I didn't get to watch the game. Okay, Mickey. Um... No, I didn't catch any of the game in the weekend, but it was just when my preseason um, tips come out. I, I had uh, Morris Brothers up a bit and, and Casino down a bit, just because of that whole, the whole only because of the the players gained and the players losses kind of thing. Um, 
And yeah, it might just have to be one of the rebuilding seasons for casino and then given everything as well like use it as a, um perhaps a reason to bleed some more of the young bloods and the players and just give them a bit more game time and um yeah you got nothing to lose really now so yeah that's it. but they're usually a, a you know formidable opponent down that way as well so mm-hmm. uh, i don't they, think they are you know, given yeah they'll be right as i said they'll just um yeah i just think they need to have that leadership and the rest will follow. They've got the young players bleeding up. Like this, I say the same thing about Kujin as I do about Casino. They've got those young players there. And I think Kujin as where they're probably um, a bit different to say Casino is they've got the Josh Salibas, they've got uh, the Ben O'Gormans, they've got the Tim Jack, like they've got um, that, that mold of um, older players. And I've got Simon Kelly there for good measures, sitting on the sideline <laughs> yelling. Um, I, I, hear he, um, I hear he got sacked from the announcing job crossy um, this past <laughs> week, and then he got reinstated at halftime. Yeah, he wants to tell everyone that he resigned from the job, but he actually got sacked drinking too many to his blue cans. <laughs> Before midday, is that right, Simon Kelly? It's a, so okay. So it's not the it's not the fact that he was drinking. <laughs> it's the fact he was drinking till he's new. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay, yeah. I tell you what. Actually, just on that, I think um, Shoreen mentioned before at Corumban he got handed a printed out um, team list. Well, the great Harrow did that for us on Kujan on Sunday as well. I just want to wow. pay. Uh, Pay good. Mr. If any other clubs want to do that, it's absolutely fantastic, and it'll help us plug your team throughout the week as well. In your mm. club, can't and afford, then, we can't afford a printer at Belamble. <laughs> we can email <laughs> it. Money. And then, and then, too much. And I tell <laughs> yeah. you what, I tell you what, RIP, RIP to my liquid paper tape. It was my fifth roll that I've. Um, <laughs> so I can't afford it. There's no office works in Byron, and I can't go over the border to get any more. So I have to go to Lismore to buy paper tape. So the best paper tape there is at Office Works. So again, no more plugs. But all right, let's um, let's wrap it up with um, round two of um, the North and South Conference. We'll do the North Conference first. So Mullumbar and Tweed Coast, which of course was a rematch from the round one. Contest at Cabot. This will be at the Mustangs ground. Uh, I'll tip from you boys first, Mickey. Uh, uh, Tweed Coast, I don't know. <laughs> Just mobile. They, they, uh, Tweed Coast play good against us. They play great against Valerbo. They're missing some of their key players as well. I From... The, the updates you were giving me, Mwollumbar were in front against Kuchin at halftime, just That's couldn't right. close it off. Yeah. They're going to have Mwollumbar as their home ground advantage, but Tweed Coast played well at Belambo last week, so I don't know, Tweed Coast. Okay, and Crossy. Uh, yeah, just put, put me down for what Mickey said, because that's how I feel as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got no idea. Toss a coin again. I'll back, uh, I'll back the Raiders, just because Linda McGrady's playing there. Mm. And Shory? I back Murbar. Okay, front spanner in the works as always. Love, love the town. They made the grand final last year. Mustangs. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Raiders only because um, Nurbar, um They've been a bit shaky. They've um, they've they've um, dropped points where they should have won. Um, I think as despite as well as good as Kujin played last week, I think Moolumbah, um watching them play of previous years would normally have won by thirty when they've been leading by ten after about as many minutes, but. Um, so I think once they into like Raiders, they they've showed they can play 80 minutes, and even if it doesn't look pretty, but Moolumbah, there's been two two occasions to my mind where they should have won games and let them go. Um, home ground advantage might make it a bit will we'll make it a bit tip for tat, but we'll, I will say 
Raiders. Okay, so that's the only game in the Northern Conference because Kudge and Boran was the other schedule, but Boran of... Um, oh, no, we play. We play Kudjan. Oh, yes. We're playing You're, yeah. playing, you're we, playing Kudjan. We thought we had a bye last weekend and we played oh, okay, Tweakers. Right. We thought we had a bye this weekend and we played Kudjan. Well, there we go. So that was from two weeks ago. So, um, yeah. so a rematch from two weeks ago. So as, as I said, we'll put you down for Bolamble. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. We're not going to even go into that. Save some time. Crossy. Quick, quick, and more um, Bolamble. Well, someone tipped Bolamble. They, they didn't win. Yeah. I'd have to. T- Sorry, Mickey. I'm going to have to tip Kudjin, mate. I think. It's all good. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to tip Bolamble. I'm back in Mickey. And yeah, could be on the right side of history here. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, oh, this is going to be a tough way because it was a bit like Belamble were the better team that um, that first half and Kudjan really just won it in one quarter but with Jalen DeGroote and Thomas Weaver. It's a tough one depending on how Jalen DeGroote pulls up mm. with that leg injury, not resting one player. Um, where is it at, Mickey? Um, Kudjan. Kudjan, yeah. I'm going to say Kudjan. Um, close one though. I think... Um, it could be a bit, bit more tit for tat than than just um, just being one in the third quarter. But let's go to the the Southern Conference. I'll just bring up the draw here: Mullum and Northern United at Mullum Bimby. So that is also another rematch from that first round. Mullum just winning by a couple, um, and they're at home. Um, Shory, you're wearing your Mullum shirt. I'm guessing that's where you're going to head as well. Yeah, but not just because of that. I think they put in a good effort despite the scoreline on <clears throat> Sunday. At home, they've got form. They're going to want to win. Marlon. Okay. Uh, Crossy? Mm, yeah, I might tip the Giants too with no confidence. Um, I don't know who's really playing for them since they've lost a few of those boys up there, but um, I'll tip the Giants, Nev. And Mickey? They're, they're playing Northern United, sorry, did you say? Yeah, that's right, at Marlon. Yeah. I'm going to tip um, Northern United. And I will. They, they got the week off. They're fresh. Yep. I will too. As I said, my, um, as I said, their defense um, worries me again, but I know they can score points and Mullum. They had their chances to score points against Ballina and they, they, as I said, they look better than, for, than for four points. Um, but I think Northern can score them anywhere in the park. It's just a matter of their defense. I reckon they might right their wrongs from, you know, the previous week against Ballina. As I said, they were playing Ballina, as we say. We give them time and give them a wrap time and time again um, for their textbook footy. But I think Northern United by about eight. Um, so the next game is Morris and Ballina. So um, this is a, a mouth watering one Ballina there this time with um, you know both teams as, as we probably would think have lost a couple from the COVID. Ballina though, it's probably working better with um, keeping bringing some of their juniors. And their um, and their regular regulars back. So Shory, Maris Ballina, upset of the round. Oh. Maris to win. Krause scores a double, <laughs> and 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 the home ground advantage takes them over the line. Okay, Mickey. Um, I'd like to get the official count of how many games Ballina have won in a row going into last mm. season as well. But can, surely I- it's got to end. You know, what? this weekend. I can give you yes. that. I can give you that. I'll tell you the only they've only lost three games um, since that. Hang on. So they've lost two games last year. They've lost and they only both by two against Wollongong and Kudjan. So they probably won about ten in a row or something. So yeah, I had the stats written down there somewhere, yeah. but um, that loss against Kudjan was over a year ago. So um, 
because it was fine. It was finals this time last year. So they've only lost to Cook early, and then there was that loss against the Raiders. So they've only lost. Here's the other thing. Since and this is off the top of my head because I've said it in commentary numerous times. um, Their only losses since round one in 2018 were all the Tweed-based teams outside of the bubble. Sorry, in the Northern Conference. So that's um, and that was against Mullum in round one. So other than that, was only Raiders. Kudjan and Moulinbar. And you think you can go back two years of history and I can remember that off the top of my head. And the rest have all been wins. Well, it means it's not just because I know it's all up here. It's just because they've won that many football games. But, um, and last time I checked, Maris Brothers is well and truly not in the Tweed Shire, but anything can happen. I'm going to tip the opposite to what um, Crossy and Dwayne tip because I need to catch up. <laughs> Good right, on so, you, Mickey. That's a spirit. Okay, well, I'm tipping Balina, so um, and I'm Arist. Good on you, Mickey. Arist and Crossy. Yeah, I've just been sitting here, not even listening to you, blokes, thinking about who's going to tip. I really don't even know. Or is it? Or is? Or is? Is wifey just going? Tired. Come on. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, mate. She's watching the Great Gatsby or something. So, um, yeah. Anyway, she wouldn't. She wouldn't care. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Actually, yeah. no, she's actually tuning into the Kevin Proctor verdict. It's still yet to come. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. Not guilty. It's, um, is it not guilty? I reckon not guilty. What do you guys reckon? Not guilty. Um, I'm going to say... My wife thinks not, not guilty. She's hoping. The forearm was in his mouth. What else is he going to do? I thought it was guilty at the time, but I think... Uh, yeah, but uh, there's no malicious in it. He didn't bite down. There's no teeth marks. He's wearing mouth guard anyway. Uh, sure. You, anyway. Um, okay, I so, okay, so... so Balanez. Oh, I'm gonna Mar- yeah. I'll tell you what, I was gonna tip Marist after speaking to the King earlier, but hearing that <laughs> Luke Simpson's playing for Balaner, I'd I'm gonna tip Balaner by two. Oh, it's a close one. It's a close one. Ooh. I'll tell you what it is, Nev. It's the preview of what's gonna be the grand final in a few weeks in the Southern Conference. Uh, I, That's I, what I, it is. I tend to agree. Um yeah. cool. And um, just a, I guess a quick one. Like we just, if we can quickly get that out of the way. So, boys, um, Southern Conference, Northern Conference, Grand Final, go. Well, I'll um, just jump yeah. in because I just yeah. said my, I just said my Southern one. Um, yeah. Northern Conference, um, Wowzers. Uh, I think it'll be the Raiders and Kudjan. You know what? I agree, but Mickey will probably have something different. Um, what do you reckon, Mickey? Lamble versus. Tweed Coast. Okay, and uh, sorry, he's going to have some way out of the left field here. I could just—I know that face, that poker face. Early aren't in the comp. Mwollumbar, Balamble. Okay, and Southern Conference. Did I get a Southern Conference? Oh yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Mickey. Southern Conference. Oh, same as what Crossy said. Yeah, and sorry. Balana. Yeah, Marist. Bell on a mark. <laughs> okay, I, I thought because you, you got you had hundred to one odds written in your face. I could just say that. <laughs> I thought about casino, yeah. but <laughs> okay, all right. Well, okay. So I think all your boys' permission slips have just um, well and truly expired here on this <laughs> big part. This is probably our biggest one yet. So we'll wrap it's a long up. One. It's and bloody said, ten o'clock. <laughs> and you know what? And boys, you know what? As I said to you off air, my miss, so she can't break the bubble to break this party up. So <laughs> I'm sweet. But no, we'll, we'll, we'll end it, that one there. We'll, we'll be back at it at our usual time next week. So, um, all right, boys. Um, so, Shory, 
it's only taken about five rounds, but it should have been another five. But you're in the box with me on Sunday. It is going to be great. Cannot wait. Absolutely. <laughs> and do your, in for it. Do your bloody research. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'll just hang on to your coattails and follow okay. you through. Now, Crossy, um, you're probably going to be at the Titans game on Saturday, but um, enjoy the um, the the tapas and the old herbs um, at um, Skilled Park, whatever they call it now. I wish I could be there, but certain restrictions are keeping me there. I'll be at Seabus Super Stadium and I'll be listening to you two Muppets uh, in there. <laughs> <laughs> on the sun, oh, was it Sunday? Oh, the game's on Saturday, so... Um, that's Maybe right. I won't be. <laughs> all right, well, then I'll just have to prank call you then anyway. <laughs> he just constantly <laughs> listens to replays. Uh, yeah. That's right, that's what and, I'll do. And Nikki, no doubt... No doubt you'll be done, you know, uh, getting a monster for the Tweed Shy Derby Part 2. Um, yeah, at this stage we're playing Kujan at Kujan, but we'll see if anything changes in the next couple of days. And that's, a, and that's a, the way it is with this COVID thing. But anyway, nothing. the only thing that won't change is we'll be back next week um, doing our thing. And, um, yeah, so enjoy the f- – so, right, so now coming up – who's got that button? So coming up, so coming up next is our chat with Mitchie Krause, the king of um, the Morris brothers. And as I made mention, he probably um, he'll he, like he's just got to um, wait for that ceremony where him and um, Neil Marks will be um, get the keys of Lismore off it because he's he's waiting for him. <laughs> so this is our chat with um, with Mitchie Krause, and um, as I said, it's a it's one for the one for the ages until then have a good <laughs> night and we'll see you next week on the duano podcast bye now oh that was hang on Ryan, you made for this platform and welcome back here on the duano podcast episode 12 um here on a tuesday night uh, which is very unusual but um we're going to make this tuesday night somewhat exciting as they say tuesday nights um you're in bed by five o'clock, but what other way to make it more exciting than having none other than the prodigal son of the Morris brothers, the King and Mitchell Krause joining us on the show here after his first season <laughs> back at his, um, is it, so is it long, long, long time junior club, bro? Was it, was it, um, you yeah, went away for a little one while. And only. Yeah. One and only. Oh, it wasn't quite your one and only. Um, you Not from last year. Showing show the door. See you later. Get out of here. <laughs> and then they, we want you back. So here he is. Let's okay. get it. <laughs> So let's get into let's get into the nitty gritty of how you got back in. Um, that came towards the end of last season. Um, it was a bit of a um, bit of a um, mass um, recruitment drive by the Rams. And um, so what? Like as I said, like you've always been part of the Maris Brothers system for some time as a junior, but you've been away for a little while, not just with Byron Bay, but playing rugby as well. Um, so what? Why was it about now? That, um, especially now you were under the tutelage of Todd Carney. Why was it now that you chose to go back there? Yeah. Well, Duano, our um, our now head coach Mark Sivright called me every day for a month, and in the end, I said, "Mate, if you stop calling me, I will come play for you." <laughs> like it got to a point where I was like, "Mate, I'm trying to sleep. Like it's eleven o'clock. Leave me alone." So, and then it was just like. I'll come back. It's only footy. So, nah, he, he, um, it was, it wasn't an easy decision to leave Byron. Um, obviously we had a, a pretty, pretty good, uh, roster last year and it was a bit of way to end. I don't know how two teams miraculously have a draw to knock us out, but here we are. It's a bit of, bit of witchcraft there, but, um, yeah, oh, oh, my, my young fella. His um his first year this year and 
he wanted to play in the same jersey as dad and it just it nice. seemed the right time to to come back i've got lifelong mates here me my best mate paul o'neill's the the club captain so yeah just um everything lined up and and yeah we i found myself back in the blue and yellow which mate to be honest with you i didn't think i would but you never know one door closes another one opens and yeah here we are and it's funny you say that. So that like, the Sivright story actually happened. He did call me like every okay. day for two weeks. So we don't need to get uh, sure. We don't need to get Shory to verify that and um, get get his sources onto it at all. But I think I think that sounds pretty spot on. But now it's funny you say that you might not might not have gone back after you you've debuted with Byron. I remember that um, at Red Devil Park when <laughs> the man on the left hand top left hand corner there was coaching, and we've said this in podcasts. Um, you weren't exactly welcomed. It wasn't exactly a welcome decision at the time. So it was all forgiven on that front. Oh yeah, mate. I'm one of the most loved people in the NRL. Like they just, they welcome me <laughs> everywhere I go. They just, they, yeah, red roses down, the carpet's out and yeah, the show's in town. But um, yeah, no, it's all, all forgiven. You know, it, it's amazing how um, when, when you can help someone, how much they change. So yeah. She's all good. It was it was a bit interesting playing Byron um, two weeks ago. It was obviously they weren't full strength, but a, a few of them that were there that I was last year. One of the guys I actually coached that was there, and he punched me when I was on the ground. So I wouldn't have it any other way, really. Standard. Yeah. Um. Just one more question for me before I pass on to the others. So, um, as I said at the st- um just at the start there, you had a bit of a mass pickup. Yeah, you had the all the Kennedy boys come with you. Just for example, yeah. was it a, was it a joint decision to go together, or was it just your decision and the rest? Kind nah, of mate. Followed? I was I was the first one that uh, pulled the trigger, and then yeah, the rest followed. So that was that was part of his his drive was if I can get you on board, it's going to be easier to sell it to the rest of them. So. Yeah, I had to, to make the hard decision. I, I, I could have been there playing by myself, but luckily uh, a few more followed. So, no, I had nothing to do with, like, obviously I sent the other boys a message, but I wasn't pulling them away. They were coming on their own merits and whatever. So, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a one-in-all-in kind of situation. So, uh, Shari, did you want to add on? Uh, Here he is. It was exciting to watch you play for the Bay last year. Loved having you there as a personality and you're bloody great on the pod. Loved having a bit of electricity here. What do you reckon? What are your hopes for this season? You guys want to take it out? You reckon you got the, you got everything, oh, the mate, package? Like, are we going to finish or what's, what's yeah. going on? Like <laughs> I could find myself punting every Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, I don't know. It's week by week, isn't it? Like, yeah, we're yeah two divisions. We could be in four divisions soon. There so, could just be like a Lismore comp. Like, nah, so, oh, so oh, ide- ideally, <laughs> ideally, you'd like it to to play out. But I mean, yeah, you get something new every week. So we'll, we'll just take as it, as it comes. You want to win if you're playing. You so don't. just to, sorry, just to chime in. So you were just saying about. So um, it might have just sent it on the news yesterday. So. So the North, there is going to be a final series. Um, so North and South will be split as they are, and the final series will be played amongst the, the, the conferences. So there will be a final series in the South and the North, so, um, which, is, which is great for all the time. Everyone's got something to play for. It's not ideal, but I guess when with the borders how they are, they can't really just go for a, comp, like a cross-conference kind of setup. But, um, but I guess it makes sense at the time. So... Um, Anyway, so Mickey, did you have any other questions? I just had um, a quick one, Krause, is um, 
been away from the competition for a, a few years here at Balamble, but the, I guess the reserve grade for Lismore, they've always been kind of notoriously fairly strong and things like that. And as this season's playing out, maybe they're going to be more important um, to winning a competition more than ever. Is there anyone from reserve grade or even the under-18s from Lismore that really stick out to you from this season that you reckon might get a call-up or, um, yeah, be able to, to cement a spot in A-grade for this year and years to come? Yeah, so my best mate, um, Tony Garber, actually coaches reserve grade and I'm waiting for him to put the boots back on, but he's probably about 35 keg overweight to do that. So we'll, <laughs> we'll put the pen for him. Um, Butch is there fighting fit. So at some stage, he'll get the tap on the shoulder and the big boy will be be ready to go. But no, nah, we've, we've got a we've got a pretty good um, pretty good under-18s team. A um, few, like, few, few good young kids coming through. Um, and we've already used a couple of reserve graders already because obviously we were kind of hit with the COVID as well. We had yeah, um, yep. the Pratt brothers and Maxie Elliott up in Brisbane. So we, we miss them a little bit, but we are kind of just lucky. As you said, we've had like brothers have always had good depth. Like they're just mm. that was, I think the reserve grade team won two years in a row undefeated. So yeah, no, there's, there is like we've used um, Aiden Halliday. Um, he, he's already stepped up for us. So, there's been blokes that have yeah had this Lennon Bartlett. He's another one. Bartlett's just come back from England. He's um played reserve grade and he'll he just find his feet back here in Australia. And I think you'll find him late shot and halfbacks in no time. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, oh, not a bad one. <laughs> Crossy, you 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 man, you, 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 you ran his Sundays it. and Tuesdays and Thursdays a couple of years ago. Um, where, where do you stand with him now? Oh mate, I miss I miss my old mate, the King. It's good to see him. It's um, oh, he was one of the he was one of the first blokes I recruited when I went back to the bay. So um, it's funny actually with Krause, a lot of blokes wouldn't know. Um, and we spoke about this Krause and I when we first sort of uh, reunited and, and got him to the bay. But my first year of senior coaching was in two thousand and eight, and Krause was a kid. What were you mate? Sixteen, playing first grade. Yeah, would have been sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, yeah, Still in high school, and he was. Still in high school, and, and I was the first year coach. I just finished playing, and um, we're in a major semi final against um, against brothers. And they roll out this 16, 17 year old kid, Mitchell Kraus, at fullback, and he handled it pretty good. And we, we put him under a bit of pressure, but he uh, he gets most blokes offside the way he carries on on the field. Probably no one's even noticed. On <laughs> games, yeah. Hey, hey yeah, the old so, man said it's amazing how fast you run when you're scared. No, Crossy, you actually, you know, you recruited me. I, I was full of, um, I was at the grand final of the year before I come back and our rugby had finished and I was full of piss and I hit the, the <laughs> uh, hit Webb up. I was like, Webb, I'm coming to Bora next year. And then, Monday morning, my head was aching at work, and Nathan Cross is calling me. I was like, oh, hello. And then we're sitting down at Lennox Head having a talk, and it's just going in one ear out the other. I'm going, yeah, heavens, yeah. footy, let's go. Like, couldn't even see straight. Yeah, let's sign That's it right. up. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah here we let's are. Just put a- Let's put this bit of paper in front of King now so he's locked in. <laughs> and that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, the rest is history. Um, Go the bay. Obviously, it was a pleasure, uh, pleasure coaching. Sorry, Nev. Uh, Crossy, I was going to say, who bought the beers that night? Um, did you get him on the Stone Woods? Because that that that'll be enough to knock around even a veteran um, boozer. <laughs> I couldn't. Um, coffees, I couldn't. We had coffees that day. I, was, I struggled coffee. buying. 
Well, yeah. I struggled buying Krause a beer because I'd be at the bar and he'd be sitting up on a roof or somewhere like just... <laughs> he'd be just going AWOL. So I didn't know where he was. Uh, the old but, mate, Byron oh, Bay clubhouse roof. Vic, if he could talk, mate, I tell you what. <laughs> Thank goodness I can't. Um, with you. Mate, um, on a serious note, how, how have you been... Um, You've been happy with your own form this year? Like, how do you feel you've been playing? Yeah, well, mate, it, I was probably come January or February. I reckon that's the fittest I've been since I was up in Queensland. Like, Sivvy absolutely caned us. And I was, we went up and played in a nines comp up in, um, up at Burley. And we, we got knocked out by Burley, who ended up winning yep. it. And, mate, yeah, I was, I was feeling real good. And then once everything kind of hit, Mate, I got comfortable and I didn't do an ounce of running for that six or seven weeks and it, it showed when we started mm. training again. But I've slowly, like the no trials probably wasn't ideal. Like, as you probably know from reviewing our first game against Casino, we started pretty slow. Like, yep. it was a muddy day and, mate, I'm not a, I'm not a wet tracker. I needed, yeah, I needed a hard track. And, um, yeah, I, I'm... I'm I'm getting there. Like it's it's yeah, it, it's a bit bit different. Um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 slowly finding my feet. Um, we're coming together. So yeah, like I, it is what it is, mate. Like I'm mm. I'm not as quick as I used to be. I'm probably not as good on my feet. So I'm having to find other ways to try and impact the game through me talk or me support or just mm. yeah, just arsey shit really. No, definitely. And even watching that um, the game on the weekend, I, I watched that today. Even little efforts, mate, like you probably weren't known for, but you did. Like you, you held that guy up over the line and then forced he tried to pass it. Like little, little things like that, mate, you know, they're huge. That's my only tackle in like three and a half years. <laughs> and I tell you what, we were doing actually because we trained tonight and we were doing a bit of marker stuff. And I just said to him, I said, look, if you just want to have some one on ones after, just. Come talk to me. I can give you there a bit I about am. technique and the wrestle. So, <laughs> and they're all just like, shut up, idiot. And I said, hey, proofs yeah. pudding, lads. I can show you a video if you like. There it is. Uh, there it is. Can hey, who was your um, if, who, Krassi, who, you're number four on the weekend. Was it Ethan Mumford? Is that him? Yeah. yeah so, Mumf was actually signed up with you. He was up at East um, in the 20s um, system and ended up coming yep. home when everything happened. So, yeah, mate, yeah. he's lightning, lightning. Yeah. He he, so. couple of times he skirted down that left hand touch line, and you thought for sure he'd be put into touch, and he just they hardly got a hand on him. I thought, who, who's yeah, this kid? Nah, but um, he's, he's that quick, mate. Yeah, unreal. So he um he was he it's, is he out of school? I think so. Yeah. So he 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 was going to uni up in Brisbane, and he was right. signed with. He was training. He did the preseason with Ace, and um, yep. and then when everything happened, he he come home. So yeah, no, he's real handy. He's mate. He's that quick. He, oh, unreal. I'd stand there watching him run. I'm like, eh, good luck, bud. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, he's quick. Oh, what, uh, yeah. So you mentioned um, Maxi Elliott before. So with COVID, has Maxi gone? He's he's now gone, yeah. is he? Or mate, and that and yeah. that's probably safer for the rest of the comp if he's up there because dead set. He was either going to kill someone or kill himself. Like he's one of the toughest and most stupidest humans I've ever met. No regard for his body, 
Like he's just yeah. out there for blood. <laughs> yes, he is. Matey, it's funny you say that, King, because I think I said to the boys on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, reviewing brothers' first two games, Max Elliott's been put in the bin twice. He's yeah. been punching yeah. blokes. It's just like, well, as you and I know him, that's it's par for the course. But oh, there's actually good. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a good story. I'm sure Maxie wouldn't mind me telling. It was when I was coaching um, the Titans under twenties. Maxie was in our team. I think it was my first or second year doing it, and we played the Broncos one day at Seabus Super Stadium, and they had this bloke for the Broncos just coming off the back fence all the time. Fairly bigger than Maxi. Anyway, Maxi, this one day, you know, he gets a poker machine eyes. He just, he fires up. He's had enough. So he's, he's on this bloke out. Anyway, the bloke's name, you might've heard of him. Tavita Pengai Jr. Oh. Pengai, no comment. Mate, I thought Pengai Jr. was going to die on the field. It was just unbelievable. So Maxi oh, shortened him up that day. But um, you, you know, anyway. you know, you're in for a good ride when Maxi starts crying. When Maxi starts <laughs> crying, that's true. When you see yeah. a bloke cry on the football field, I'm going, nah, nah, mate. I got a mortgage. I got, I got a kid. I got to get out of here. Like, I'm not complaining yeah. at someone hey, crying. Like, yeah, hey, Crossy. Yes, mate. From when you mentioned TBJ's name again, give us a trigger warning, Broncos fan here. Um, don't get me started on that. Oh. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> don't do it to yourself, mate. Don't don't bring it up. But um You could get a gig coaching Dwayne. Oh mate, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, the way they go. <laughs> oh, they actually, need something. You and Shory, imagine that. You could be like the Walker brothers. <laughs> Walker's on. Walker's Spread out, I'm down for it. I tell you what, I, I tell you what, I've had some better tactics after I was at what the like the night before um we covered what Kudjan and who who we get Kudjan and the Mustangs on Sunday and I was there at with the misses up at the salt bar at the Kingscliff um, for a couple of days and was watching the game on telly. And I, and, um, I was there sitting with one of her girlfriends who obviously doesn't have much, well, she doesn't have much to do with football. And, and she even knew that the Broncos was, were sucking at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, um, yeah, so I, I can't do any worse, I dare say. But anyways, I'll leave it at that. No, oh, believe me, mate, there's more to come. <laughs> oh. it's, it'll get worse. Oh, mate, the blinkers are shut at the moment, trust me. But um, It'll get worse. Um, on a serious note, um, you're lining up against Bell again for a, so another one, another rematch back-to-back uh, like after you had the one with Casino um, on home patch. Um, put a bit decent, effort, oh, decent effort in a few weeks ago. Um, just fell short. Bell is starting to hit their stride a bit. Um, where do you think you can um, event, uh, get the W in this one? Mate, we're open to ideas. So what do you got? I'll just go and... whatever you need, mate. What do you sorry, got? Sorry, mate. I'll just go and get um. Who's got? I'll just get Mick Foster's number out of the book there. I know he's with Byron hmm. now, but he might be. Well, he's not. Nah, well, Byron's on, up there. So honestly, we'll just... mate, they've they've been the the top top team for the last however many seasons. So I guess you just you take it head on you just gotta they're mobile they're fast like there's not many yeah where do you you've just gotta don't make mistakes you gotta play like Balliner to beat Balliner and it's easier said than done so mm. I mean you had Ollie Regan on last week and I watched a little bit of he mm. if he's not the class act of the comp then yeah I don't know mm. who he is like and if there's one bloke that I wouldn't be dirty about you blokes getting on before me, it'd probably be Ollie. So I'll, <laughs> I'll let you off this time. Well, let's put it. Well, let's but, put it. Uh, yeah. 
Well, let's put it this way, mate. He's one of the nicest blokes in the world, too. There's not many yeah. nice things about Ballina, but Ollie Regan's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, and you, and you, but you got to remember, mate. What are they um, going to do? Hit well, you got to remember, just remember one thing. The, the bloke who runs the Ballina Instagram page is a big fan of this show. He, 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 we, we, we have a yeah. little bit of banner each week. So I think you've just, uh, you've thrown some salt down and you've thrown the chicken foot down, so to speak. So we'll see what he comes up with. Well, do, um, it gets, it gets to a point, Dwayne, I was, what, what are they, what are they going to do? They're going to hit me high. They're going to hit me <laughs> late. Like, it, <laughs> it happens um, anyway. So I might as well just, yeah. yeah cop it sweet. But I'm um, speaking about, nah, no, it'd be, it'd be a big good game. It'd be a good game. They're always tough. They're yeah, good bunch of fellas and they play hard. So it'd be a good game. Well, it'd be interesting to see what they roll out. Obviously they had a few, few COVID boys too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it should be a good local derby. And uh, I'm just um, ending on a, on a, you know, on a lighter hearted note. So you say about getting hit high. So what you, so as I was bringing out that, that first game for Brian, when you played against your old mob at the time, Maris, I remember watching that game, you scored a try and then you got hit after you got, you got love tap. At the Joe back Gordon. Of the head. Joey Gordon. So, hit that, Joe so what's Gordon. the game with that? So an ex Byron right. player hitting. Yeah. So, and, and then, um, he's one of your good mates. He's just, he's an idiot, Joe. <laughs> Crossy knows. Crossy, when when we were at Byron, Joe used to take my phone and message Crossy drunk. When are you gonna give me a game, you dog? <laughs> Pick him in the red team. He did. Yeah, yeah true he, story. And then, um, message Sattler too. And then, um, <laughs> and then on, and then on, then you scored. Didn't you score a second try? And then Joey Gordon picked you up again. And then dropped you or. Um, how did that go there? Yeah, I, I caught the ball in goals and Chris King hit me that hard. I nearly went into the Another pavilion. Another player. <laughs> yeah, they love me. Yeah. Love yeah. Me. And, and nah, went... it, it's all good. Water under the bridge, mate. So I, I put it this way. If I, if I played against me, I'd hit me too. So. Good <laughs> <laughs> times. Um, nah, yeah, it's sure. a bit of fun. It's, it's no, only it footy. Fun. Country footy. Blokes Absolutely. take it too serious. Like, exactly, mate. And this is what we're hearing. Serious things happening. Uh, sure. And, and if you if you're stupid enough to let me get in your head, it's your own fault. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shory, um, anything else you want to wrap up on? Before? Uh, not much. But I reckon it's going to be after watching Ballina versus Mullum last week. They lost to six players. I reckon Maris are in a red hot shot with this game of the round. I'm calling it. Wow. There we go. And Mickey, only three games in there, three or four games. So <laughs> a lot of competition. <laughs> Imagine if there was only three horses in a race crowd. So the odds. Oh, I tell you what, mate, I'd find a winner. Give us a plug. Let us see your shirt, Krause. If you can't see your shirt, give us a plug. There we go. YTP. Oh. Cheap. You, you like tips? Come get it. Easy. Love them. Oh. Nah, gamble oh. responsibly. Gamble responsibly. Hey, hey Krause. Just, I just had a thought. How many hits does that video had now? I'm not a good person. Uh, crossing, crossing. Nah, mate. This is, a fo- this is a football podcast. We don't need to be getting into live stuff. Come on, we mate. We don't need How to be getting hits? into live stuff. Oh, oh maybe 600,000 or something. It's just wow. like work. Yeah, like work. Okay, yeah. so... All right, so we'll, we'll wrap it up there. So, um, Krause, have a great game against Ballner on Sunday. Um, oh, it's a pleasure. Good to see you. Yeah, as I said, <laughs> let's do it again under, well, I, whether I probably next time we'll put the MA rating up <laughs> and we'll <laughs> make it better. Mate, I will talk any time about anything <laughs> to anyone. So, <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. Crossy knows, just my phone line's always open. Let's get it. All righty. Stay out of trouble, sure, yeah? 
Okay, so that was Mitchell Krause, uh, Mara's brother's legend, the king, as so to speak. Um, probably have the city of keys, the city of the keys. Well, we probably have to fight Neil Marks for the keys of Lismore. Um, so he's probably in waiting if he hasn't got them already. So, um, so that uh, wraps up the NRL podcast or the Duano podcast episode 12. Um, enjoy the games where we be. Subscribe to the channel either on YouTube or if you want to listen to it audio and not have all us here, just, just so we can be hidden from it all. Just go to Spotify or iTunes and subscribe there. Have a good night. And we'll see you on Sunday. Bye now. All right. Uh, I'll just get it over here. Oh.